Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. So somebody say this again with me. Make the vision clear. Uh, so we're going to continue on that this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read a few scriptures, but just to kind of lay the foundation, um, the gist of it is, is I'm just going to kind of say this. The, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, Somewhere in there, I believe it's from verse 11 through 14 or somewhere in that part, it says, and, God, and He has given some to be apostles, prophets, pastors and teachers and evangelists for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Somebody say this, the fivefold ministry is, uh, are, are anointed by God to equip the saints. Amen. So the, the blueprint New covenant or New Testament blueprint for the church and the fivefold calls that God has placed on individuals as He wills, because God is the one that calls, amen. And they, their, their primary function is to see the destiny and purposes of God manifesting in the saints of God, amen. And the saints of God, that means everybody. In fact, if you read the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, you'll find that it says, till we all come to the measure of the stature of Christ. Good morning, Lion. Good morning. Come on. There's a <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, so, so we all come to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Jesus, not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but then also calls, talks about every joint supplying. So every person plays a part in the body of Christ. And so let me just say this quickly and then I'm gonna move forward. And you know, we, we live, we've lived in a society or in a world where we feel lesser or more insignificant if we're not the prophet or if we're not the apostle, if we're not the pastor, if we're, if we're not an evangelist, if we're not a teacher. Uh, listen, and we've all been given, by the way, let me just go ahead and say this. Everybody, including the fivefold ministry, has also been, all of us have all been given the ministry of reconciliation. So part of that equipping is to manifest and reconcile men with the Father. Why, how? Through the love of God, that we know He loves us. Why? Because we know He sent Jesus to die for us. Come on, we're all just layering the foundation of God's love for us real thick today. So we all have a calling and a duty, but no gift in the eyes of God is more significant than the other. Every one of you has a grace for your own place. So you're with me. Say this, I have a grace, have a grace. For, my place. for my place. And you don't have to feel any kind of pressure to perform and play games. It's okay. You be you. Now, when I say you be you, I'm not talking about, I'm not addressing you by your carnal man. I'm not addressing you in the flesh. You be you means you be the man and woman that God has called you to be in the spirit. Amen. So when I say there's no pressure, there is no pressure. Please let every...
everything we do for God in the kingdom be from the position of response-based Christianity. What is response-based Christianity? It's actually the gospel and it's new covenant living. What is, if you had to wrap up and put into one sentence what, what, new co- what, 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 what life in the new covenant is? New covenant living is a response to what Jesus has done for us. So we want response works. Are you with me? So when we do whatever we're doing in the kingdom, it's coming from the place. He loves me so much, therefore, and you just wanna respond to that love because you're overwhelmed by the love of God. It causes desire and response to come from from your life. Are you with me? And anything short of response works in the kingdom are dead works of religion because you wanna calm up the corporate ladder of the kingdom. And unfortunately, we have a, such a hierarchy in the system. In, 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 in the system. And yes, we have that, you know, let me just go ahead and say this. If, if you think that, that there isn't an institution in the church, then you, you know, you, 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 you need to wake up. And I'm not, this is not me being critical. I'm just sharing the truth. Just like there is, an establishment, politically, we call it the establishment, there is an establishment in the church. There is a spirit of control. There is a spirit of religion. There is a spirit, uh, and, and that establishment is, the, is, the perform, is a performance-based establishment. And I wanna free you from that. And we're talking about making the vision clear because we need you, we need to, we need to, articulate very clearly to you that are connecting in this house, that you are understanding. Because how many of you get into something with, you, you wanna know what you're signing up for, right? You wanna know what you're connected with. And so I believe that if we're gonna call it hierarchy, it's, it's servant-based hierarchy. How many of you know what hierarchy is? Hierarchy, <laughs> hierarchy. I'm from, I'm from Africa, in case you couldn't tell. We say hierarchy, all right? So, so there is hierarchy in the sense of if we're gonna make the word, I don't even like to use the word hierarchy, but there is authority that God has given, all right? So we're not, we don't diminish. That's why I'm putting value and I'm putting honour where the honour needs to be placed. We get all of that. But, but guess what? <laughs> How does the hierarchy of the world work? When we look at the hierarchy of the world, it's in, it's in this, you know, that basically the, whoever's on top is King Kong. He's top of the hill, right? That starts at the top. The kingdom of God is the absolute opposite. The Bible says that the foundation is laid upon the apostles and the prophets. And this is why I'm recapping on this this morning before I move forward. And so where we think the roof is where it's at, no, the foundation's where it's at and the apostles and the prophets lay the foundation and, and guess what? The, 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 the church is built upon that foundation. So in other words, the, the, because it's at the foundation and you, what do you do? You, you're walking on a foundation. You're sitting on a foundation here this morning. So this foundation is actually uh, 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 being a servant to you this morning. 
the foundation here is serving you and, and, and your body on the seat that you're warming up this morning. This foundation is a servant to you. And that's the apostolic foundation, which is then the prophetic ministry. And Paul says, be careful how you build on that. The apostolic anointing is, there, is a building anointing and it is also one uh, that, that operates with the prophetic. Like I said last week, the prophetic anointing comes in on that foundational laying because the prophet sees, uh, the prophet or the prophetess sees into the future and goes, I see a church and this is how I see it. And the apostolic and the prophetic work together to lay the right kind of foundation foundation in order so that the prophetic future can begin to manifest. How many of you know the house, the foundation has to be right in order to accommodate the vision. The deeper the foundation, the greater the building. Now, when I say servant-based ministry, I also have to say this, it's the ministry of Jesus. Jesus never came to be served, but He came to serve and give His life as a ransom to many. But where we've also missed it in a sense, when we talk about servanthood in the kingdom, you see, be careful the the religious servanthood that we apply through the spirit of manipulation to control people under the guise of servanthood is, you know, you've got to serve in the kingdom. That's what you've got to do. And yes, we've got to serve in the kingdom. The problem is, is that if you don't teach how servant living looks like and what it's rooted in first, then it becomes you are, and you are, you're not approaching serving God in the kingdom as a son and a daughter, an inheritor, because we are all joint heirs with Christ. Are you with me? You are sons and daughters of the living God. You have a, there is, the Bible says in the book of Colossians that there is a divine inheritance for the saints. So you have an inheritance. Who inherits? A servant or a son or a daughter? A son and daughter are inheritors. You can have servants working for you under your, uh, that are your employees. Your sons and daughters don't work for you, but they have a divine inheritance. And guess what? In order for us to access an inheritance, it is necessary according to the book of Hebrews that the, test, that, that the testator must die first. And did Jesus die? That means the inheritance has already been passed on to you and I. So servant ministry here that I want to make sure we get it rooted properly. Jesus, we have to understand the, pri- the, the, the priority of His relationship to the Father or the order in which sonship overflowed or manifested or responded from His life. Jesus didn't serve to become a son. Jesus was a son and therefore he served. All right, are you with me? Jesus didn't serve to become a son. Jesus served because he was a son. In other words, the foundational relationship was first, he was a son to his father. Are you with me? And that was the father's son. So the first primary relationship in servanthood is understanding you are a son and a daughter in the kingdom of God, a divine inheritor. 
So you don't serve to become a son or a daughter. You serve because you are a son and a daughter. A servant works for wages at the end of the week and a son doesn't look for the wages because he understands he has an inheritance. Come on, he da boss. Are you with me? Sorry, excuse me, but that's really true. He's the boss. that God has given jurisdiction to in the earth. Somebody's going, wow, what's this got to do with making the vision clear? It's making it abundantly clear to understand how we operate as a body of believers here. We're not looking for performance in a body of believers. We're looking for people who are here with the ear of the Spirit enough times so that the Holy Spirit who is in the changing of hearts, that He is the one and we've got to trust Him to do the work in your hearts and my hearts and all of our hearts together, that we don't try to have a finger in the pie to try and manipulate the situation to get you to do something. No, we've got to trust the Holy Spirit that what you're hearing now gets in your heart that it would begin to go, oh my goodness, this is amazing, this is awesome awesome, that it would provoke within you to the understanding of who you are in Him and because of what He's done, that it would begin to bring you to the place of responding with your life. And when that happens, you have officially become a son and a daughter in the Kingdom of God. You are no longer engaging in the Kingdom from a place of performance, but you are engaging in the Kingdom as a lion of the tribe of Judah who lives on the inside of you, from the place of being a son, are you with me? As a divine inheritor. And then what happens? It becomes a joy to serve. You are serving from joy. You are serving with love. Come on now. So, so what I'm talking about essentially, religion puts the cart before the horse. It's just a little tweak. Can, you, can we see that? We need to put the horse in front of the cart and the horse's name is Jesus. So, so we are establishing here, we are establishing the heart. And we'll get into some scripture here, but I have already quoted a bunch already. And the, the words that I speak to you today are from the overflow of what the Bible says. <laughs> And from a confidence not in the flesh, a confidence I am, you heard me say this last week, I am because He is. I am an inheritor 
because He inherited all things for me. He blessed me with a divine inheritance to manifest His purpose in the earth. For what purpose? To exalt His name and to tell everybody the good news. Good news, God in Christ forgave you. Come to the Father. Jesus has made room for you. That's the Gospel. And then everybody playing their part. What do we do? We're making the vision clear and we're gonna continue to make it clear. I see myself, this is part of it. And, and this is where we, 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 you know, so many people are afraid to go here. Can, are you listening to the language that you are hearing this morning? Because many are afraid to now look, step into the practicality of what that looks like because they fear that they will lose control. What am I talking about? They fear that they will lose control when they begin to allow people to have a voice, to be raised up, to declare the Word of God, to share what's on the inside of them. Now, when I say people being used of God, people that are sitting, hearing, and you can tell the revelation is hitting home because they're in a place of response. They wanna live their life as a response to the Father. Well, we've gotta begin to make room for that. So we are a family here. Are you with me? Somebody say family. Is anybody being blessed by this this morning? So we're making the vision clear. Somebody say make the vision clear. Because you see, we, we, can't, we can't assume something when we haven't communicated something properly. And that's where a lot of problem happens. We assume people understand, but we don't communicate it properly. We've got to communicate it properly so that we can be, so that the revelation, we can capture the revelation and the understanding. But we want to make room for people to be used by the Lord. And that's not a foreign thing, that's biblical. Amen? Now, sitting in the back there this morning, just before we, we got out here, and uh, I was just thinking to myself, what does it look like? And the more I kind of thought about it, it's like, and, and you've got to understand, you, you must know. So the same way that we're developing the ability to say, God, okay, we wanna go to this area, but there must be a reciprocal understanding here and there must be trust from both sides, a supernatural trust also to understand, come on, what you are hearing is very genuine. All right, there's, it's a, there's a purity in what is being said. Because what we're trying to do is essentially is we're trying to allow this Word to that living Word, not just words on paper, but the revelation of that life begins to be formed in us. And we're wanting now to, how do we, what does that look like? How do we manifest this thing? Because it's got to come from out of the stage of just being a Word that you hear from a pulpit into the place of living this thing out. What does it practically look like? So we have to, by the anointing, be able to trust and it's reciprocal. Are you with me? I say that because I want you to understand, we're not going anywhere. All right, we're not going anywhere. 
If, if there's any going, it's gonna be a going, ascending. There's gonna be team ministry. And, and, and I'm just letting you know, remember, communication. Make the vision clear. We are going to plant other ministries. Some of them might not be around the corner. But we are raising up people in the next ministry. And God's gonna raise up men of God from there. God's gonna raise up men and women of God from here. And y'all are gonna go there. They're gonna come here. And we're gonna have this apostolic team ministry. But we're not going anywhere. This is all part of the purpose of God. Some of these locations will be right here. Some won't be right here. But I'm communicating. That's where we're going so that you know what you're signed up for. And then we've got to make room. I, I, I see, I, I want to, and, and, and this is not because I'm not here. Listen, I'll clean up the toilets if I have to. We'll paint walls. I mean, I did, I painted the woman's bathroom. It was lime green. It was very frightening for all the women that came in on a Sunday. They wanted to get in, do what they needed to do and get out. You didn't even have a chance to be a real woman and stay there and do whatever that it is that you do. You know, sometimes y'all are in there, you could have read the whole of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, you know, come on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm joking. And of course that's, that's kind of humorous, but, but the point of the matter is we're, we're here to serve. So when I say what I'm about to say to you, I see myself in the position, not because I'm King Kong, King of the Hill. No, I'm, I, I take delight in, and this is what blesses me. I take delight in seeing myself not even needed here. Did you hear what I just said? What does that look like? I can come through the door over here and everything is operating. Not because I'm wanting to be on top of it. No, I just wanna be like, what do you, what do you call the guy that does the, 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 the orchestra? The conductor. All I want to do is just kind of be a conductor. So I can come in and say, okay, everything's going here. Okay, now let's just, let's just get the sound. Let's get this thing in perfect harmony. That's, that's really it. That's, that's what I want to see myself as. That's it. It's just here, being able to tweak this and this so that everybody can manifest what God wants for their lives. Are you with me? Come on, man. I tell you what, I'm fired up about that. And it's a big deal because I have to come to the place where I have to begin to trust God with you. And you have to begin to trust God with me and us together as a family. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I think this is amazing. I don't know about you. I think that's awesome. What are we coming to church for? To hear a man or are we here to meet with Jesus? And Jesus in you can come out of here just the way Jesus comes out of me on a Sunday. Are you with me? And He will. Get ready. Freddie. So when we begin to see the kingdom for what it is, we, our attendance doesn't become about what the others make their attendance about. Amen? 
Why? Because we're there to support one another. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, every joint supplies. So without you, it's not quite the same. There's something about the aroma on your life that is necessary to the overall picture of what God is wanting to do here. Are you with me? Amen? So as I'm a conductor, the only thing I'm conducting, it's the only thing, there's not a big deal here. It's not, there's not a lot. All I'm gonna say is keep Jesus the main thing. You keep Jesus the main thing. That's it. We keep Jesus the main thing because He is the chief cornerstone. Without Him being the foundation, the beginning, the, the beginning, the middle and the end, we are deviating off course. And that is the anointing that is upon my life to say, keep Jesus the main thing. Don't you go slipping off into this message that tells it it's a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of me. Don't you go off into spiritual pride thinking that you're all this in a bag of chips. Don't come back now. Get, come on, you're starting to get off the track. Stay on the track, please. That's it. And then, and then just like, just like your, your body is being supplied with blood flow, that the blood, because the veins are, are established correctly, the blood is flowing like it needs. So there's a unity, there's a, a, a harmony going on in your body because every part in the body is doing what it's supposed to be doing and it's functioning. You know, sometimes there's blockages and that's why those are those blockages. Hey, let's remove that blockage. Amen. And then when everybody's doing their part, the book of Acts chapter six, the Bible says that they chose seven men full of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you right now, those seven men today would turn the church upside down. The seven men chosen to wait tables, if they were alive today, they would turn the church upside down because they were a different breed. Are you with me? And why did they do? Why did they choose seven men to wait tables? And it wasn't like, come on, don't diminish what it is. It was really, let's talk about it. They had to begin to step in and assume the responsibilities for the functioning of the church. Because some of us think that, you know, it's just this, this uh, la la, whatever will be, kesara, we just show up on a Sunday. No, there's also something, we, there's gotta be a, 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 a uh, what do you call it? A, uh, you know, a faithfulness and uh, a stewarding over what God is trying to establish. And in order to be faithful to what God is uh, causing to be established, every, every body supplies. We all have a responsibility and a part here. Are you with me? And, and we've gotta be faithful for the functioning of that. So that the apostles at this point were able to focus on what it was that God called them to do. Amen? It didn't make the apostle greater and the seven lesser. Some of you, I don't know what you came expecting at church today. Maybe it's a whole brand new language that you've never heard. But the picture is clear to me. 
That's what I'm saying. I'm not, this is not a church where you're gonna get sermonized. It's a church where you're gonna be challenged into getting into God's destiny for your life. If what are we doing if, if it's any other way? I'm sorry, I'm just not the kind of preacher that can tell you a good story on a Sunday and say, bless you, sprinkle some water on you, make sure you put your tithe in the offering basket before you leave. We'll see you next week, God bless you. No, I, I want, I want, I want and, and with the help of the Holy Spirit and trusting Him to do that work in you as He sees fit in the time that He sees fit. Now, remember this, there is, a, there is an acceleration that can take place but ultimately, I've got to trust God that, that the Holy Spirit in me, speaking the words that are being spoken, is able to, to go and you're able to receive it. And then there is the yielding process. So it can take, it's kind of like going around the mountain, the wilderness, the children of Israel that were in the land of Egypt. Then they were taken into the wilderness. Are you with me? And eventually into the promised land. It could have taken them a lot quicker to get to the other side if they believed and they weren't in fear because there were giants in the land. Are you with me? We're well able to take it. So there is a what you hear and then there is, okay, Lord, you're speaking to me. And then you've got to submit to that word. You've got to, <laughs> you, the carnal man will wrestle with it. I'm not talking about the old nature. I'm talking about the carnal man. You still have a body. You, live a, you have a fleshly body. And guess what? The flesh loves to stay in bed a little bit longer in the morning. The flesh, when it goes to bed at three o'clock in the morning and wakes up at, at seven o'clock and it's Monday, oh, I've got to go to work. Blame yourself. You shouldn't have gone to bed at four o'clock in the morning. All right, you're exhausted, but your flesh is telling you just call in and say you're sick. Come on now. So you still live in a body that wants to always take the easy road. Amen? That's the carnal man. That's the carnal man. I'm not talking about your born again spirit. Now that's why we've got to go with the leading of the born again spirit. And when you begin to go with the dictates of the born again spirit, the new creation that you are, and you subdue the carnal man. In other words, you, you, don't, you are not governed by your flesh. You are governed by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. That's when the acceleration begins to take place. Because let me just tell you something, in order to do what God's called you to do, it's going to take some discomfort. So you better get used to some discomfort. What do I mean by discomfort? You're gonna have to do what makes you uncomfortable. You might not think this, but when I first got up to speak, I was like, um, 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 I was as nervous as all get out. My knees were having fellowship with each other, but I knew God had called me. And I said, you know, I just went up no matter what. My mouth was dry. You could hardly even hear the words coming out of my mouth. I mean, there was, I was just, my body, my flesh was like, no, screaming. And there's other major examples that I can give you. But I became uncomfortable in the flesh. I didn't allow myself to be governed in my body in order to go ahead with God. Amen? Maybe God's challenging you in your own walk.
I'm telling you now, sitting in this room today are people with the gift of God to preach the Gospel. Put your foot down. Come on. Woman with the ability to preach the Gospel and already are. So I was, it's just so funny, that picture came to me. I saw myself showing up here like I was the guest speaker or something. No, 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 that's what, what, what I saw. I, I saw that this morning. Not, not, I'm just trying to give you what I saw. Doesn't it say I'm the guest speaker? It's like the day of the Bible says, the enemy comes in like a roaring lion. He's not a lion, he's like one. All right? I saw myself coming in this morning like a guest speaker. Doesn't mean I'm a guest speaker. I'm a guest speaker at other places, but not here. Amen. So, so for God to begin to show me those pictures as He begins to make the vision clear, that means we there's a, there's a symbiotic understanding in the spirit that we've got to begin to understand. Hey, all right, let's begin to get ready. Because anything can happen and it probably will. Anything can happen and it probably will. That was terrible. I tried. I mean, I tell you what, there is, listen, and don't you get religious on me. Jesus wasn't religious. In fact, the religious people were very offended because He wasn't religious enough for Him. For them. Because I did that wiki wiki thing. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe God's prophetically saying we're going to have a Christian DJ in the house on a Sunday morning. Come on, he's going to be mixing up some music, going, jumping in the house of God, jumping. You know, I don't care. I mean, as long as it's glorifying the name of Jesus, I mean, who cares? Well, who cares what religious people think? If people are getting saved and people are going, wow, I want to go to that place, then so be it. My God, let's, let's not put God in a box, please. Amen. In fact, I think we need a DJ. Hallelujah. A Christian DJ. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about, you know, DJing hymns or anything like that. You know, on an old rugged cross. Wicka, wicka, wicka. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, the reason I'm kind of going a little bit cool right now is because we're kind of winding down. Amen. I think you received enough this morning. Hallelujah. Now we're gonna, I'll probably go through this, but there is something that I did announce and it's probably not gonna be for the next couple of weeks, but I'm gonna actually put it on for y'all to share in social media. But I want to, and I feel like for this one, I don't do this ever, but I want to, I want to have this one pushed out a little bit because there's one Sunday that I'm gonna pick and we're gonna do um, the spirit of witchcraft in the church. That's gonna be my message. And I, we need to put it out there. The spirit of witchcraft in the church, it's gonna be, and the Lord told me to get it out there. What that looks like. 
and what we need to discover about that. Y'all know that I don't pick subjects like that unless the Lord leads me to do that, amen? But well, you know, as the Lord leads us, but somebody say, make the vision clear. How many of you can, can how many of you uh, are excited to hear what this house is all about? Come on, the heart of the house. And that's what it is. We're sharing the heart of the house. And really, it, we're recruiting. That's what we are. The heart of the house is we're making the vision clear for them that have ears to hear. Because we're recruiting for the Kingdom of God and we're saying, hey, you're welcome here. If you have a Kingdom heart and you understand what it is to be a son in the house and serve out of that, uh, serve from that place, then hey, this is for you. God says there's room for you in the house. There's room for everybody, amen? Come on and say, there's room for everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, since I know all of you, this more, oh, for those of you that are watching and for those of you that are listening here, I just wanna go ahead and say, please visit us at www.revivalministry.destiny. Uh, sorry, destiny, <laughs> I don't even know who we are. All right, destinyrevivalministries.com. Destinyrevivalministries.com. If you wanna sow a seed, click on the Give Today button. There is a link where you can give safely and securely. We paid a lot of money so that your giving can be secure. Um, then in this place here today, if you are writing out checks, make them out to Destiny Revival Ministries or DRM. They're envelopes, just simply slip your offering in and uh, give as the Holy Spirit leads you to give, amen? Somebody say this, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive, amen. And, uh, and then I know a lot of you are giving online uh, at different parts of the uh, days of the week. But anyway, God bless you, everybody. Anybody going once? Anybody else have anything to share? You better say something if you have some. One more thing. A, could there be one more? One more. Going once, going twice, going three times. Go in the joy of the Lord. Were you wanting to say something? Okay, all right, just check it. All right, be blessed. Go in the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.